Hello everyone, and welcome to Navigating Our Roots, A Través de Nuestras Cicatrices. I'm your show host, Lorelei Flores Gonzalez, and in today's episode, we'll be talking with a very special guest by the name of Daphne Suarez. Daphne is a sophomore at UNC Charlotte, and in this episode, we're going to talk about how scholarship funding for Latino students is very limited and how we deserve a little bit more. As always, thank you for listening. If this is your first time listening, I hope that you enjoy. And if this isn't your first time, thank you for coming back. So Daphne, will you please introduce yourself to us? Hello everyone. <laughs> My name's Daphne. I'm a sophomore here at UNC Charlotte. Um, my major is social work with a minor in Spanish, and um, I will be graduating by 2025. Um, I am Hispanic. <laughs> um, that's all you need to know. Now that you've introduced yourself to us, I wanted to kind of ask you, um, is there something like about campus or Charlotte in general that you really, really like and that you feel passionate about? Um, in the campus in general, I really like the, just about everything here, the si the student, the city life, the student life, um, for me personally, Charlotte, my first year, it did make me feel like I was at home. Yeah. And I can say that because of the activities and the student involvement they had on campus was really helpful and I would definitely recommend it to other students, like, it's your first year here and you don't know anyone, please go out and go to student orgs. Um, they are really helpful into making friends and you can benefit so much from them. Um, I'm loving the city life. Like there's so much to do around Charlotte and if you have a car, great. Totally recommend. Even better. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> um, and there's tons of fun things to do around here, um, including sports. I'm not a enthusiastic, but... Um, if you like sports, go get it. Um, there we have a train here, transportation's really um a lot. And yeah, um I do work in housing. So I guess I, I guess you can say I'm a little involved. Um, but it's not something I'm passionate about. I don't really have anything on campus that I'm passionate about. Okay. That's, that's understandable. Um, but it sounds like you do have a lot of stuff that you like about both, like, the school and yes. Charlotte in general, which I completely agree. The other day, my friend and I, um, Isabel, we went to, like, a meeting, like, an event that we got invited to, and we went uptown, and it was so, like, amazing. I, I come from a very small town. So, to me, going to, like, big events like that, where we go to, like, cities and um like especially uptown charlotte is very interesting to me and i love it too because i personally want to live in the city once i've like established myself with a career mm -hmm. and i think that charlotte does a really great job of like presenting that that if that's something that you want then it's something that you're capable of getting so i agree with you oh i agree with you too i also come from a small ass town bro and like it's very small population is like a little over 20 like it's 20 people <laughs> i'm not kidding y'all i come from godwin um y'all can look that up 
<laughs> population like a hundred. So I come from a very small town, and yeah. from coming from a small town to a big town like this has really changed my perspective on like cities in general. Yeah, like especially living in the city. Like I'm all for it. Yeah, I think it's interesting because whenever you come from like a big city, you want that like small town, um, like experience. Yes, but mm-hmm. if you come from a small town, you want the city experience so Mm -hmm. i don't know i think it's really interesting and i i agree that like charlotte does a really good job of showcasing the city and telling you to get involved in city because that's where most of the opportunities are at i want to turn our attention to our topic at hand which is like scholarships and getting more funding for scholarships Mm -hmm. so i kind of this is kind of a personal question but like when you were applying to Charlotte or to other universities, mm. how tough was the process for you? I wouldn't say too tough. Um, luckily for my school, we had a um, college advisor that would help us with our applications and such, and she was such a big help. Like, I still remember her name and stuff. <laughs> um, but she was a really big help with me with the process of applying to colleges and any questions I had college-related, she was always there to answer. Yeah. Um, and also we had representatives from each college come over to campus, the high school, to um, state their case and, like, tell us um, what about their school is special for students and um, just different things about their campus. And we would have our questions answered by them. So I will say that I'm so lucky to have the opportunity. Yeah. And um, for me, it wasn't that tough, I think, the most toughest part is like a p- the application process. Like yeah. you're gonna you're gonna need to get a bunch of stuff for it. Um, the essays, oh, the the personal essay, <laughs> that's a big of a struggle because you don't want to go too far, nor go too little because you need to make yourself unique to each school. Yeah. Um, and the financial, I will say the financial pro- process is what made me most stressed. Yeah. So, yeah. For sure. Um, In my experience, when I was applying to school, I also had, like, a college advisor. But she kind of wasn't equipped to help us with, like, for example, for me, the one of the hardest parts, because I agree for me it's the, that, like, the funding process, like, learning how to pay for school was also really difficult. But for me, FAFSA, I literally wanted to rip my hair out. Because mm-hmm. my college advisor, she knew, like, how to fill out FAFSA. But because she didn't really have experience um, with working with students who had, like, immigrant parents, mm-hmm. she struggled to help uh, to help us out or, like, answer questions that related to that. And then, like, one thing where that, like, really bothered me about that process was that like I had to reach out to the college advisor because I went to an early college and the college advisor she was helping me at first and then it got to the point where I was like you know like this wording is too complicated I don't know what this means and I don't want to mess it up because if you mess it up then you get fined and I'm like a really anxious person so I was was, like worried that I was gonna get Mm -hmm. fined so I was like, can you, like, can we fill it out together? And then, again, this was during the pandemic, so I had to schedule a phone call with this person. And when we were on the phone, the college advisor, she was like, you could you could tell that she got upset with me 
and it hurt my feelings because I was like, I like I can understand that it's frustrating for you, but one, this is your job, mm-hmm. and two, it's not my fault that I don't have the access to resources, other people to say, hey, let me go ask my parents, because my parents don't know either. So I had to figure it out myself, and that really, really fucking sucked for me, because it made like FAFSA is already complicated for like anyone. Mm-hmm. But then you add in the fact that, like, one, I'm really anxious. Two, it's a process that requires information that is centered around, like, American experiences. Mm-hmm. And so because I don't fit that experience, because I have immigrant parents, it made it more complicated for me than it needed to be. And then having somebody who wasn't supportive of that and instead they were being rude about it made it suck even more. But I'm glad that you didn't have, like, that type of experience. I'm glad that it was easier for you because I think, I don't know, that kind of shows us that we're progressing a little bit to the point where it's, like, there are people out there who are willing to help. And I think that's amazing. Um, You said that the funding process was the most difficult part for you. What about the funding process made it difficult for you? Um, going back to what you said, um, not knowing the, I guess you can say like vocabulary, like no, not knowing what the words mean, because like you, you were very anxious. I was also very anxious because I know if I got something wrong, something's going to happen. Yeah. And I was going to mess up the whole process. And so, um, that really sucked. But if I didn't get anything, then it's just going to not be it's not gonna be good it's not gonna be good yeah it's gonna suck like that's that's really what it is like and i think with fafsa specifically i don't know why they use such complicated words i don't know if there's a reason for that like maybe there's a historical reason but to me it's like do you really need to make it this complicated like Mm -hmm. use use regular fucking english like i promise it's not gonna hurt i will say they did um update it a little bit from last year to this year and when i applied this year it was much more easier and i was like bro what the heck yeah i think it's also because we have that experience of already doing it Mm -hmm. so some of the for me some of the information was already saved that i didn't need to put it in there anymore so it made it so much more easier but like the process of asking like for your parents marriage certificate I had to be like, hey, mom, can you can you send me a picture of your marriage certificate? She was like, what the hell do you need that? And I told her it's for Because <laughs> um, it's like, you know, like having, I don't know, their their marriage date. Like, like who the hell yeah. knows? <laughs> Why is that relevant? Like, um, it's just crazy. And I think also another thing that makes it more difficult to me is that my parents don't, they, they do that thing where you have to sign it and then mail it for them to... I had to do that. Yeah. I always have to do that now. Yeah. Because they don't have social security, mm-hmm. so I can't really make them a ID. So it's on, all up to me to make sure it gets signed and printed and mailed to them. I'm saying it, and I'm like, that's too much. Like, mm-hmm. it makes it more difficult because it stresses me out because your, your application is not completed until they get the fucking signed yes. piece of paper. Which means if I fill the paper out on October 1st, whenever it comes out, and then it doesn't get mailed till, like, November 10th, then 
it's not completed until November 10th. So if I were to get any money at all, it got delayed because they haven't received that paper yet. And it's like, that's not really my fault. Like, I wish that I didn't have to print this sheet out and then have them sign it. Like, it should be easier than that. Yeah, like, make a separate form for, like, undocumented parents, please. Um, yeah, like, don't make it so at hard. FAFSA. <laughs> Just saying. At FAFSA. <laughs> Shout out dear, to them. Dear FAFSA. <laughs> Sincerely? No, but, like, for real, like... Make it easier. It does not yeah. have to be this complicated. And I, I will say for high schoolers, like, this is specifically for you guys, because I know the process really is scary, but once you guys um, get it, like, it's so much time. easier. Yeah, it's so much easier as time goes on. So yeah. I will say that. I, I so agree. I think now that I know, like, what to do, I'm, like, I would love to go and help somebody out that doesn't know. I would oh. love to be, like... Mm. Like, yeah, this is, don't stress about it. You'll be fine. They're not going to find you fifty hundred thousand million dollars You'll be fine. Like, you know, just make sure the information is correct. It, yeah, I'll I would be you. so down to help someone. Like, yeah. <sighs> like, no, I got we got to be, we got to be each other's rocks. <laughs> it's just, I, I think it shouldn't be that complicated. I agree. The process mm-hmm. should be easy. Period. But, I mean, who are we, who are we? Who are we to decide that? <laughs> like <laughs> I doubt FAFSA is gonna be like you know what because it's on it's on this podcast now I'm changing the whole system like, two girls from Charlotte decided to they matter <laughs> not clickbait <laughs> so another thing that was really frustrating for me applying mm-hmm. to college was scholarships mm-hmm. and getting money to come to college and I think personally this is just I'm, I don't have any data to back this up. This is just from my brain. But, like, I think that um one of the reasons why students or Latino students don't go to college is primarily because they don't have, like, access to funding. And so one thing that I heard while I was applying to college, and it actually came from an old friend of mine, I remember her saying, because I, I had told her, I think I'm going to take a gap year so that I can raise enough money Mm-hmm. to go to college and she was like well think about it make sure that that's like what you really want to do because they say that people who take gap years never end up going to college oh right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i was like then i got really scared i was like what the heck like i want to go to college um but she was telling me how like in her family like three different people said they were going to take gap years and then they just never went back so i was like you know what let me really think about this. She's let like, me never mind. Yeah, um, never mind. I think I would just go to college then. <laughs> yeah, let me go into debt first. Yes. Um, but if it was a similar experience for those three people, then it might be for other students as well, where they're like, you know what? Yeah, let me take a gap year. And then another thing that I was talking to my friend and Mari about was how whenever like you take gap years and you're raising money, it becomes so much easier to say, you know what, working is easier than going to school because I only have to work for eight hours, leave, and then I'm done with my day. Whereas when you're a student, you have to go to class, and let's say you have three back-to-backs, and you don't have time to eat, and so then you eat, like, your class starts at eight, and then you eat, like, at five, and then you have to go and do homework, so that's, like, another five hours, and it's, like, 
more complicated than just going to work and then for eight hours and then going back so it's easier to go to work oh yeah for sure um i just want to say like i think this is like a typical thing within like our culture or especially with that topic of college um because i do know people that do take or take gap years and they don't come back because they either like working more than than going to school which i totally get like you do you you can work and they can make so much money doing working than than just getting a degree and paying for that degree yeah and letting that money go towards that degree like i totally get it like and or they don't have the motivation to come back to school, which is why people don't come back and they yeah. never go back to school. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, like, kind of scary. I don't know. To me, it's, like... Everyone's different. Yeah, Everyone's like, different. I think if I had taken a gap year, I probably would not have come back. Um, and I'm glad that I didn't take a gap year mm-hmm. because I work, like... Right now, I work, like, 28 hours at my job um, in three days, which is, like... It's not that much, but it can feel like a lot because I'm working essentially like 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And I make pretty good money doing that. So I know that like if I were to work the full 40 hours, I would be fine money-wise. And so it that would be like my reason for not coming to college. But now that I have taken a gap year and I had money saved up in the, in the bank, I was like, my pocket is full right now like <laughs> it's full but then i applied to unc charlotte mm-hmm. i applied to a bunch of other colleges i came to unc charlotte and i spent my money and now i have like almost nothing in my bank account because it costs so much to yeah. come here and it's like my mom always says don't look at, at it as an expense look at it as an investment and i'm like yeah you know that makes sense and it helps me feel better but it's also like you can't live with no money you need money to live so it's frustrating that i have to invest so much money into this but it's (laughs) also like (laughs) i had to work since i was 16 i didn't have time for volunteering i didn't have time for for after school activities no like i was working i would go home and then I would go to work. And, like, that was my full day. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I'm very thankful for because because of that, I was able to come to college and pay for my first year. Mm-hmm. But, again, it would be nice to have a little more money. It would. And that kind of brings me to the other side of our topic where mm-hmm. it's, like, for scholarships, while I was in high school, um, a lot of my teachers would say, like, there's so many scholarships out there. You have to look for them. They have scholarships for, like, people with red hair. And I'm like, okay. And it, when they say it like that, it makes you think, like, there's billions and billions and billions of scholarships. So you can, you can apply to anyone, and you'll get any one of them. That's the way they made it sound for me. Mm-hmm. Where are these scholarships that they speak of? Because I cannot find them that or you just don't get any and you apply to every one of them they get they said and you don't get any money because other people have beaten you out for it 
that was my issue. <laughs> I'm the second part of the equation. She's the first part. I'm <laughs> There's two parts to this two equation. Um, no, but like I get that too. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that I did apply for, I think the issue is also that the bigger ones that they promote, so they'll promote scholarships for like five thousand dollars, a thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, full ride scholarships. But then those are, like, the really competitive ones, and they yes. don't show you the smaller scholarships. They don't show you, like, the $300 scholarships. They don't show you the scholarships for Latinos. They don't show you the scholarships for Latina women in STEM. They don't show you the scholarships for all these other things. And then they just show you the bigger ones that are, like, for any rising senior. Mm. And it's, like, everybody's applying to those. Give me something fresh. Give me something new. Something nah, that I'll put like. more crap that makes me unique, please, so I can get it. Yeah, like we need more scholarships for Latina women with braces. You know what I mean, though. Yes, like, I know what you mean. We need more scholarships for us. Yes, I do agree. I agree so much. Yeah, it's like, and I know that at UNC Charlotte they have like the scholarship portal, and I'm like applying to ev- almost every single one that's online because I need the money. But it's it's like in the scholarship portal, I only got recommended one for Latinos. Same. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, this is the only one that is out there for us. And it's like, we're very thankful for what we have. But that doesn't mean that we can't request or ask or fight for more. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, we're paying to be here, and because we're paying to be here, we deserve a spot at the table that isn't just one scholarship. I've seen, like, 20 different scholarships for sororities, but you're telling me you can only give us one for Latinos? Mm-hmm. Like, I, that just doesn't seem... And I get it. It's because the funding goes to those fraternities and sororities, and that's what people pay um, to make scholarships for, but it's like, okay, f- now now requests for people to pay for Latino scholarships. Make it known. Talk to, to parents. Say, like, we have a high... Because to me, it's like, UNC Charlotte can say we're diverse. We have one of the highest Latino populations in any university in North Carolina. True. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I don't know how true it is, but <laughs> I know that UNC Charlotte, when I was applying, mm-hmm. um, one of the biggest things was that they had a lot of Latino students. And I was this is one of the reasons that I applied here. And they can say that, they can promote that, but it's also like, where are the resources to back that up? True. Because one scholarship is not enough. Mm-hmm. And especially if there's, we have like, oh my gosh, I forgot what it was. I looked up the demographics for 2022. And, like, UNC Charlotte has something, like, I want to say, like, 17% Latino students, which isn't really that much, but it's more than other schools in North Carolina. But you can't promote that you have so many Latino students, so so much Latino faculty, and then only offer the students one scholarship. Like, make it make sense. Yeah, like, like, you can't use us and then give us nothing. Mm. in return and then again i'm very grateful that we do have that one scholarship but if all of the latinos are applying for that one scholarship how is that helpful for us and so i kind of want to ask you 
like what would you propose should happen to get either get more funding or more promotion for funding like what do you think would be better definitely okay get more donors that are latinos and either we can do like a fundraiser or something but we need like a lot more people so that we could tell them like hey like Latino community here at Charlotte needs more funding. Can you help us out? Like I, I feel like we just have the usual crowd. Yeah, we should just expand on that more. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea because, like I was saying, like I'm very thankful for the scholarships that we have now. Like there's mm-hmm. for the scholarship that we have now. <laughs> um, not the S, but the, the P. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for the scholarship that we have now. And I know that, like, UNC Charlotte has a very, very different ways of ensuring that their community, their Latino community feels welcome with, like, all of the organizations and then all of the events and stuff. But it's also, like, we need more than that. Mm -hmm. Like, that's great. But more would also do us better. Like, you can't, you can't leave it to the students all on their own to make that change like you got to help at some point if you're gonna if you're gonna promote the fact that there's latino students give us more i agree um as far as promotion i will say i mean as us as students if we really do care to make a change we should definitely make that change in the here and now um so like let's make a change and i actually I feel like people say, oh, let's make a change, but they don't actually do the effort yeah. to make a change. I agree, and I think that the thing with that is, like, I think, I don't know. Like, I agree with you. We should we should have it within ourselves to fight for a change, but it's also, like, why are we expected to fight for change? Why are we not just offered the same resources that everybody else is offered? Why mm-hmm. do we have to work twice as hard to receive the same amount. Yeah, you have a good point there. I'm down for a meeting with the admissions and financial aid office to help find a solution, to give us more scholarships, to give us more resources, to give us more money to come and attend Charlotte. But it's also like, why do we have to do that? Mm. You know, like, can we? Can you guys not help us out? Can you guys not reach out to us and ask us what the best way to do that is you know like why do we have to start all of that when they could just as well start it with us why can't we spread the word to get funding of first scholarships for latinos Mm -hmm. and i think that would be really helpful too i think it's it's so intimidating applying to college and fafsa Mm -hmm. and then getting only like again super thankful thank you fafsa but, like, only getting not even half of what tuition costs mm-hmm. and then having to pay out of pocket, but you don't have any money to pay for it, so then you have to look for scholarships, and then you apply to 20,000 scholarships and get, like, two, or you get zero. And or you get into loans. Yeah, and so you get into debt, and you get into... So you're coming to UNC Charlotte and or whatever college. You're, like, going to college getting into debt and then it's so frustrating that the school only offers one scholarship for you 
honestly go. And it's like, can we get more? Please, Charlotte, throw us a bone. Like, we're dying out here. Yeah, like, let, let us chew on a bone <laughs> for a minute, please. And I know there's so many students out there that have so much responsibilities to do with their lives. Like, they have to go um, babysit their siblings, go work two jobs in order to make ends meet. Like, we need more. Yeah, like, should we really? Like, if should we really be telling students to get two jobs? No. No. Make it easier. Please help us out. And that just gets them more stress to worry about because that's going to be me next year. Um, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but students are going to have to compromise to make ends meet. And I do not like that because it should not be this hard to have this, like, life of a college student but also trying to make ends meet where they have to work multiple jobs, do so much for their classes, have to do so much for um, their family, like... Yeah, and like, it, like, makes it difficult because they expect you to come to school and, like, go to classes, go to work, study for your classes, study for tests for your classes. Mm-hmm. Then if you don't work, partake in, like, outside of activities, join orgs, join clubs... Da, 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 da. The list could go on and on, and there's only 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that I'm expected to work, learn, do my my like my studying and my homework to learn effectively. Like I'm expected to do all of that, and then get nothing to help me, mm-hmm. because even even so, like as much as a thousand dollars could help somebody out. And it's like we need more funding. Please help us out. Let us n- let us nibble on the bone a little bit, just yeah, a little just nibble. Just a little <laughs> sweet. <laughs> you know what I mean. And I will say it is hard to balance. As I will say, it's hard to balance your social, your school, and your work life. Like, it it, it really is hard. Yeah. And that's what I feel like college does humble you on, Loki. Yeah. Um, like like. Like sh- like Lorelei say, like it's only twenty four hours in a day, and you have that much to balance everything out. So you gotta take your time and management and manage it like as best as you yeah. can. Yeah, and it's like I I don't really see like why it's required that we do that. I feel like we have the resources to help like Latino students, to help first generation students, to help lower income students. Why are we not? Finding ways to do that. Yeah. The, I feel like the resources are always there. Mm-hmm. Like let's let's just let's try. I don't know. I think it's just so helpful to be able to say, Yeah, I'm going to college stress free. Like I don't have to worry about paying my paying my tuition. Like I don't have to worry about paying for my textbooks. I don't have to worry like that would be amazing. I think Having access to money, having access to the resources to help you pay for college, making the process less difficult would be amazing. I it, agree. It would do so, so much good. Like, I promise you, we do not need we do not need FAFSA to be so hard, first of all. And secondly, more money would be nice. More funding, more donors. Please. <laughs> like, we don't even, we just, we just need... A little bit something, of help. Something. Just something. Something small. Something to nibble on. Something to get us prepared for, for the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think it's important, like, 
it goes back to what I said. If we're going to promote the fact that we have Latino, like the, a pretty large Latino percentage attending UNC Charlotte, like, okay, what else? You can't just say, yeah, we have Latinos on campus and then not say this is how we help those Latinos. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, you know, people are still going to be thinking, yes, I would love to go here because they have a large Latino population. But it's more like, what do they do for that population? Yeah, and it's like, how am I going to pay to become part of that community? Moral of the story, give us a little bit more. Woo! And we approve of that message. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Daphne, thank you for coming in today. This was such a wonderful conversation to have with you. I know it got a little bit heated for a second there, but... I'll bark. Thank you for coming. (laughs) Thank you for listening today. This has been Navigating Our Roots. And as always, please remember to take each day step by step. Every day is a new chance to start over. Remember that you matter and that you belong. Thank you.